0: Oh, hey Kevin while we wait for the new taco machine to get installed uh,
1: what movie are we gonna do uh, next um let's see here it looks like this, this has this black slime across a venom
0: venom
2: like as in spider-man venom loosely uh, guys yeah guys guys I've I, I have an idea I have an idea uh we need to get Branson on the show. Like right now, like right now, like okay. let me beam that him up him. from the comic book district right now. Uh, I, I don't care if he's washing his toes or in the shower <laughs> or whatever. We need to get. Is this the button right here? To, uh, nope. to... right there. Nope. I push. that? John. Yeah. What did you do? I pushed that button to bring it, to get. Do you see Branson? Branson. No. I saw, do you know what no, else we there... don't see anymore? There's the taco machine.
1: Come in on. Space. <sighs> why
0: are you ready to discover a world of terrible movies high above the planet geekery three brave individuals with the help of other friends work through a list of terrible movies to discover one simple truth are they better than people think Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Grab your popcorn, grab your favorite snack, and get ready to find out. find out.
2: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bottom Shelf. This is the show where we watch critically terrible films, so you don't have to. The Bottom Shelf is an extension of The Geek Devotions, uh, the show from the, the show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. So if you don't watch past this moment, know this, you are loved, you are cared for, and there is a plan and purpose for your life. That said, I am your DM this evening, John, how are you? Wrong show oh wait <laughs> this is not
0: playing games with strangers it's always playing games check with the strangers. links down below
2: hey <laughs> all right uh with us this week we have a special guest my head house husband number two what is up branson boykin
3: hey hey how's it going guys i apologize that my toes are so dirty i kind of got beamed up in the middle of a toe washing
2: well, I mean, it could have been worse. We could have jettisoned you with the taco machine. I that was appreciate an option. That thank that you was an
0: option. Thankfully, uh, that, Kevin put that just to the side. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, that that being said, the other voice you're hearing is the man, the myth, the legend, Dallas Mora, Hedrow House husband number one.
0: What's going on, guys? Branson, so glad to have you aboard the ship. I'm glad you made it safely. If you look out to the left, you'll see not one, not two, but three taco machines orbiting the station, none of which are accessible anymore thanks to us individuals.
3: What is y'all's deal with tacos, man?
0: Well, we like tacos. The problem is keeping the machine in the
3: building. Yeah, I can, I can see that.
2: <laughs> and then the quiet one whose wrath that you're not hearing yet is our favorite angry Irishman, Kevin Burnham, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay.
4: What else do you want?
3: (laughs) He's still processing the missing taco machine.
1: Yeah, because I was actually hungry.
0: Like, we just got this in Branson. Like, it just came in. Like, we Uh, launched the last one in space right as... Because apparently, Kroll is a terrible video game, and the last one came with Kroll the video game, and John didn't
2: care for that. I did you a favor. Like I said, that video game causes cancer. Well,
0: you know, deep space causes lifelessness. So I can't get a taco out there.
2: You know what else causes cancer? Never mind. (laughs) That was so witty, Kevin. Thank you for that bit of exposition that you bring to the show. (laughs) That's why you get the big bucks, sir.
0: Wait, you guys are paid?
3: Yeah. (laughs) We weren't supposed to talk about that.
2: I I run the
0: show and I'm not even
3: paid. Well, we used to pay you in tacos,
2: but... Mm, I think I'm being punished.
1: Kevin, what are we doing today?
2: That's a great question. Oh, we're
1: doing something? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, since I'm just admiring Branson's um, dirty legs and toes for some reason. Like, he needs a soap bars. They are, Any- they are very admirable legs, I'm just saying.
3: Thank you. Um, <laughs> must be
1: all those squats he does. Anyhow. um, His wife appreciates so it. So we are... Rev- viewing the movie venom but you know what i just want to let you know that there was something attached right next to this venom it's uh audio cassette tape and i, I really i really want to play it can i play it can, can we play okay. it i want to see what, what, what it is okay audio, i don't know we had
0: a tape deck on the machine on yeah here. it's on the
1: side of the machine that um john doesn't know let's see puts this in and hit play
4: yeah oh yeah Yeah.
0: all
2: right who hit the stop button why'd you hit the stop button i'm so confused as to what we're doing now (laughs) like not even on script like i am so confused as a person (laughs) i I don't know i guess we
1: got i guess we'll play one of the venom movies let's try this one um venom this was directed by, from the director of Zombieland, Zombieland Double Tap, comes as Marvel film knockoff. It, um, it stars the English but not English enough for James Bond, Tom Hardy, has Dawson's Creek Michelle Williams, British rapper Riz Ahmed, Ahmed and the downplay Jenny Slate. It's heavily edited by Eminem for his song Venom. It also has the music by Ludwig Göransson, that Swedish guy who does the music for the Mandalorian, Tenet, and Black Panther.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying that it had music by Lou Ferrigno. That guy's deaf. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, so actually, is Beethoven.
1: He can start hearing now because he now has his ears opened through some um, surgery.
0: And oh, cochlear it's a, it's a
1: implants. Lot de- yeah. Well, that's cool. They open his ear canals or something. Anyways, cool. it is also produced by Avi Arad. who has been involved in every single spider-man movie that has ever been made and executive produced by tom hardy and the late stan lee
0: wait tom hardy actually produced
1: this yeah executive produced i didn't know that dude
2: never mind (laughs) that's 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 a question for after we've watched it after we because we haven't watched it yet
1: (laughs) oh i've watched this before before i was on the ship and then somehow i see it in this rubbish bin for some odd reason
2: indeed well, why is it, uh, why was it in the rubbish bin? Do we have, now you got me talking like an Irishman. <laughs> rubbish bin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why was
1: it in the dumpster? Because there were so many critics who hated on this film. I mean, not just like, it wasn't just a few critics. It was, a, it was almost every critic who ever watched this movie and diehard fanboys because diehard fanboys hate everything in our life, including their mums.
2: Is that true, Branson? Do you hate your mother?
1: No, I love my v- mother very much, actually. <laughs> Well, he's special. He's not
3: like. Rest I will of the, say uh, that the
0: Metacritic has it as listed as a 35 and a, and a 6.3. Oof! That's why it qualifies for the bottom shelf. All
2: right.
0: So, Kevin, wipe away that slime. There's some. There's some warning labels on that. What are those warnings labels? Let me see this.
1: Oh, oh yeah, God. let me see. Wipe this off. Huh. Oh. You guys want to read this because oh. I don't want to touch this anymore.
0: Yeah, let me see this. Ah, gotcha. uh, this is gross. I was here. Warning: The Eminem song was better than the movie.
3: Oh, okay. Here, John, take this. <laughs>
2: uh oh this this one's for you branson uh warning um, spider-man not included with the film
3: and now i know why it's on the bottom shelf what? <laughs> okay let's see What does the next one say? Uh, uh may cause you to be a turd in the wind yeah i don't know what that means <laughs> here take it i feel like i have to wash my hands now why are
4: we
0: playing past the slime warning anti-venom advised that's yeah that was a
2: good book here
0: take this john
2: uh warning this is a 90s edge lord movie made 20 years too late. Okay. Um as a as a 90s edge lord, I take so much offense to that. <laughs> Here, I'll just hold this for you, Branson, so you don't have to soil your Thank
3: you. Thank you. Let's see. Sometimes you won't be able to tell who is who. Well, well, I who know, know who you know who is. The who who's on first?
2: He's on first, right? The- no, they made a no. they made an album called Quadrophenia and Tommy.
3: Not yeah. that who John? Not what? that
2: who? Oh, oh, that's second. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I, I'm pretty Third sure base. this is the this is Horton's who, right? Doctor, or was
2: it the? I was about to say, is it a doctor? Um, yeah,
0: John. Do you have any trivia for us on this film?
2: You know, you ask me, and when I'm put on the spot, I can never think of anything immediate. <laughs> It's just like if if I have it, it's going to come up in conversation because okay, because you don't. If you have it, what do you have? <laughs> um, I I have syphilis, Kevin. I thank you so much for bringing that to everybody's attention. I, You're I just, welcome. You're the one. You can this black anything slime else. will help it.
1: This black slime will help it.
0: <laughs> All right, what are our expectations for the
1: movie, Kevin? You first. It's a Marvel film. It's a go. It has to be top shelf. It's Marvel. How can you go wrong with Marvel? Is it a Marvel film? Yes, it's not,
0: a, it's not Disney. It's it's almost Marvel. It's Sony, but it's, it's Sony it's, in
3: association with Marvel. I don't think it's officially part of the MCU.
0: It, well, now it is.
3: How do you know? C- can can we talk about that? Is is that allowed? Are we?
0: Yeah, it's it. Look, two week spoiler ban. That's all we have.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, at the <laughs> time that it was filmed, it wasn't part of the MCU.
0: It was. It was. It was MCU adjacent. It was
1: MCU adjacent,
0: yes. So yeah, so it's it's it is, but it's not Marvel. Yeah, hmm.
1: I guess it's now Marvel because after Disney saw it, it's like, hey, I'm now your lord. Give you my tithe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So John, yeah, what is your expectation going into seeing the film?
2: I'm fairly ambivalent about it. Um, when it Good comes word. to what's that? Ambivalent. Good word. Yeah. Get the word uh, of the day. When it, when it comes to, uh, you know, Venom, he's one of my favorite anti-heroes in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, part of me wants to be excited for it, but in the same sense, Disney has oversaturated the superhero movie market so badly, because that's what Disney does, is they oversaturate the market and milk the cash cow to death, and then they kill the cash cow and have a barbecue. Um, Who are you calling a cash cow? You walk your mouth, John. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's like I, I'm walking into it. It's just like I want I want to be excited about it. But in the same sense, it's just I'm just exhausted looking at it. Right. I get that. It's part I because totally of all that, that
1: slime on it. That's why.
2: <laughs> Is it moving?
1: Yeah. So, okay. We're good. Branson. Dude,
2: I'm, I am down to be a symbiote. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that. You know. I feel like that's your, your next so, mid- band name. There, there's so many people I would visit. I'm just saying,
0: (laughs) Branson. What's your expectations going to see the film?
3: Um, I'm I'm waiting with hesitation because, as was alluded to earlier, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Yes. So the fact that, uh, unless there's some scenes that I'm not aware of going into it, the fact that they've kind of removed Spider-Man from the origin makes me a little hesitant. I, I, I honestly don't know how you can tell a venom story without Mm spider-man uh but if it manages to replace topher grace as venom i will be thankful
2: you know i am actually curious to see super curious to see how they do this without spider-man in it too because i mean go ahead branson explain to us why spider-man is necessary oh okay (laughs) (laughs) just set us up for the movie
3: (laughs) oh okay okay in the original comics, Spider-Man went to Battleworld by the calling of the Be- Beyonder in the miniseries Secret Wars. While in that adventure, his suit gets ripped up, and he goes to what he thinks is an intergalactic tailor machine to make him a new costume. Well, what it actually does is it gives him this black goo that becomes his black suit. Literally poops he, it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like this black sphere, and it crawls all over him. So he comes back from Battle World, back from Secret Wars, swinging around, he's got his new black suit, and he really likes it because it, it morphs into clothes, it responds to his mental commands, it produces its own webbing, so he never has to worry about running out of webbing. Everything seems to be really good, but he notices that it things get really weird with it, like it'll, it'll put itself on his body and take him on late night web swinging sessions while he's still asleep, it'll control him. He feels his negative emotions becoming more heightened. He's having a harder time controlling his his dark side. Takes Does he have those rip-
1: sweet dance moves like in Spider Man Three?
3: We <laughs> don't speak of the dance in Spider Man Three. I, I I gotta be. I honest, mean... surprised. I'm surprised that we're looking at Venom and not Spider Man Three. Like like when, like if if we're gonna talk about a Venom movie that that should be on the bottom shelf, we ought to be looking at Spider Man Three. But that's mm-hmm. for an that's Francis. for another day. I'm yes. going to
0: tell you right now, this is more uh, of a Venom movie than Spider-Man three.
3: Yes. I, 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 it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. The absence of Topher grace would make this more of a Venom movie than Spider-Man three. <laughs> the absence of a dance number would make this more of a Venom movie than Spider-Man three, but Man, I digress. Love that dance number.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anyhow. Long story short, Peter Parker finds out that it is actually a living thing and it's feeding off of his negative emotions. He has a really uh, dramatic scene in a bell tower where he removes it. The symbiote slithers around, finds a new host in Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock is a ruined newspaper reporter who blames Spider-Man for every bad thing in his life.
1: That and happened to like Spider-Man 3! The-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! He blames Spider-Man for everything. The symbiote blames Spider-Man for everything. And so the two find mutual hatred in Spider-Man and they become venom. That's the comic book story.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not we'll wrong. Let's see if that happens with this movie. How about we just pop this bad boy inside and see what happens? Well, let me give you my right.
0: expectations first.
1: Yes. Let's hear Dallas. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs>
3: sorry. We all am... hungry from the lack of tacos.
0: I know. Right. I actually, I've seen the movie before. And I recall enjoying it. And um, I, I, too, have a, a love for uh, Spidey. Uh, I'm especially invested in this because over the last couple of weeks, I've really been doing a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Like, our main show, Geek Devotions, um, my, main, my main thing, we just did a whole month of Spider-Man. And I'm in the middle of reading the Secret Wars that Branson just talked about. So while he's talking, I'm like, yes, I remember this. And then also, on top of that, somebody... Uh, for a christmas gift gave me a book called spider-man spider's shadow which is a what if story if spider-man became venom
3: oh i read that one it is so good oh man
0: it's, i love it it is so good
3: wait someone gave it to you as a christmas gift yes would this somebody you're would, just gonna leave it as somebody would this gave would it this somebody be a strikingly handsome fellow with a long beard and has a pension for rock
1: music. <laughs> yes, it was Mr. Um, John. Okay, why are you talking what? about me like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was sure John wanted it just out there that he was giving me gifts. So, <laughs> yes, it was John. John had given me the book for Christmas, and it was really, really good. I really enjoyed the story. Uh, so I'm like, I'm hyper aware of Venom storylines right now. So going into this, I have a lot in my head that I'm having to, I'm going to have to decipher and kind of put to the side to enjoy the film itself. So I can... Do as John did, and just enjoy the film as a place
2: I'm telling you that's the best way to that's the best way to approach a movie, especially when people tell are telling you it's bad, yeah, just completely void everything out of your head, just go in completely blank right and and have an open mind, and you can enjoy some pretty terrible movies yeah I'm going to say this and and I'm going to say, yeah, thank you, Kevin, for bringing <laughs> you to this realization when we were doing Battlefield Earth. Cause I was going to go into that just and just roast it. But because I mean, I mean, I know you were being sarcastic, but because of your dry wit and I didn't know you were being sarcastic, I was able to appreciate a lot more about the movies we watch now. So (laughs) it's your fault. is what I'm saying. I give that. I will say this. I'm
1: glad that I let you now go into somewhere blindfolded. Then the van down by the river (laughs) to watch something. Whoa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I am curious to see how Branson plays this out because I feel like Branson's going in this the same way that the three of us, uh, and by three of us, I mean me, John, and Celeste went into seeing Last Airbender because we were all had large attachments to Last Airbender and Kevin did not. So I'm really curious to see how right. Branson comes in at this because I really feel like, Branson, you're coming in with a, a bit more of a investment into the character.
3: I, I, I readily admit I, I've got some expectations, uh, but as I said before, it doesn't take much to improve on what has already been done. So we'll see. All right. Okay. So we are we supposed to dance into the theater?
1: Heck it's yeah. Let's dance way? far away into the theater. That, I mean, I don't see any other way. So let's do it.
3: Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. 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 Okay. I shouldn't dance like that.
4: dear listeners this is your opportunity to escape our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber what horrors and madness that they consume are unknown their mental state upon their return is unknown you have been warned
2: how do you walk out of a movie like that not say things i
1: words were spoken (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. Okay, I'm I'm not laughing. Why why should I share laugh? I'm not laughing. <clears throat> I'm not laughing. Yes, you are!
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right,
0: before we all bust out into multiple personalities here, <laughs> let me give the audience who has not watched the movie a little more detail about what we just watched. The film description that you find on IMDB. After a faulty interview with the Life Foundation ruins his career, former reporter Eddie Brock's uh, life is in pieces. Six months later, he comes across the Life Foundation again and comes into contact with an alien symbiote and becomes Venom, the parasitic antihero. So that was the just the brief description of it. Time for our spoiler-free thoughts on the film. This is generally the section where we talk about the graphics or... You know, maybe the if we felt like it was slow and boring or not, um so let's start because I'm really curious if Branson, you could spoiler free.
3: what are your thoughts? Okay. okay, uh, let me analyze what I'm saying to make sure it stays spoiler free.
2: um just don't mention anything about the plot of the movie, and you'll be fine. okay, got you, got you.
3: <laughs> listen to these wise sages who have done this before. um, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I do think that some of the expectations I had maybe kept me from giving it a fair shake. Um, I thought graphics wise, it was much better. I liked this venom better than Spider-Man three's venom. Mm-hmm. As far as the look, uh, it looked, it looked more like the comics. Like when, when you read the comics and you think, what would this look like in real life? They did a better job of capturing that look here Um, i totally agree with that yeah i I love the way they used uh the the tendrils of the symbiote we actually saw how the symbiote responded to certain situations i I appreciated that uh (laughs) most of what i have to say actually has to do with the plot
4: Uh, (laughs) so
3: so I, I guess that's really the only thing I can comment on, non-plot wise, is the look of it was good. I, I very much appreciated how it looked.
0: I, I I don't know what the budget for the film was, but I feel like that graphically it was well spent because of like what you're saying is it looked good, like the way that they yeah. animated uh, Venom, the way they play things out with uh, with him and uh, other characters and, and the world around him. I thought it was really well done. I will say this: I enjoyed the fact that I really feel like they used the the space that is san francisco uh using the terrain for yes. some, everything like it it was it was nice to see sometimes they're like hey we're, this is based in such and such place and like they're like they're filming in like tucson arizona and you're like mm, that doesn't look like wyoming and so um i appreciate that like i i, I could believe it they're in san francisco and it's they're using they're actually using typography of san francisco for some of the scenes so i liked it
2: if you were budget c- for this Oh. Budget for this movie, Dallas, just a quick fill-in, was estimated at about $100 million. Oh, wow. How about you ream the profit from it? Oh. Uh, the total gross worldwide or just U.S. and
1: Canada? We'll do U.S. and then worldwide. How about that? Uh,
2: U.S. was $213,515,506. And
1: the worldwide?
2: Worldwide was eight hundred fifty-six million eighty-five thousand one hundred fifty-one dollars. So they made their money back, yeah, and then some. It's We're better than, some than Kroll did.
3: I, I was just about to say enough to make a sequel on it. So
2: <laughs> it was better than Crawl. Call Kroll. call. <laughs> Kroll, Kroll, Kroll. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry you, you got it. If you roll the R, Kevin, it'll 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 come off your yeah Crawl uh, uh, Irish tongue Crawl <laughs> <right>. yeah Crawl.
1: <that's laughs> <laughs> no, stop, stop, stop trying to sound Scottish, okay? It's curl.
2: <laughs> John, what are your spoiler free thoughts, man? Um,
1: maybe I've just
2: I think maybe I've just become immune to CGI. I don't know, because it 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 anytime I see it on the on a screen now, it just it no matter how well they do it, and I'll say the CGI was well done in this movie. Mm-hmm. But no matter how well it's done, it, how well they do it, it still looks like CGI to me. It it doesn't real, look realistic. And I, I, there's no way you can do practical effects for what they were doing. Oh, God, somebody. no. I'll, 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 I'll grant it that. But, I mean, maybe it's because I play a PS5 and I'm used to really good graphics on video games now. But I don't know. I, I, I look at it and I have to turn off. I have to turn off my, uh, you know, I have to suspend my disbelief a little bit. Just to watch anything that's c g i heavy anymore right. um i enjoyed i enjoyed the fact that they pumped some gallows humor into this movie uh <laughs> you know it 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 was very reminiscent to me the type of humor that they had in this it was very reminiscent to me to like uh, a nightmare in elm street three uh where you know you can crack wise and really about really dark things uh-huh um so I appreciated that um uh Tom Hardy the way he played Eddie Brock in this especially when yes. his psyche started to break uh he was throwing some serious Bobcat Goldweight vibes bringing back some scrooged you know <laughs> feels for me I really liked how bit. he did
0: that like like I liked the fact that he was unhinged basically the entire film
2: Yeah I loved that 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 was super entertaining to me um the uh, some of the some of the tropes that they use this used in this movie were a little bit tired, mm-hmm. um, but well used. I mean, th- things don't become a cliche unless there's some merit to using them. And yeah. so. Um. OK, was that was Jesus that? Loves Me as a phone? That
3: ringer? was 8-bit Jesus Loves Me as an alarm on my phone to tell my son it's time to go to bed and i forgot to oh. turn it off before the show so i apologize that's
2: awesome I, it sounded like someone was playing some bible games on
3: an nes
1: <laughs> that's, that's See, he could have told him in person if we didn't ship them up up here like this being <laughs> up.
3: that's that's what um, my wife's there for guys she's amazing i'll be back you, home Mandy. soon
1: <laughs>
2: uh gosh it completely derailed me
3: there so, so um, jesus derailed you joan
2: Yes, he tends to do that in my life. <laughs> Amen. Um, Amen. Uh what else is there? I think it could have I think it could have used a little bit more Marvel crossover. Now given that this was pre-Sony Marvel uh agreement, it was Marvel adjacent. Mm-hmm. But there were some there's some other Sony properties they could have tied into this if they wanted to for instance they could have used some fantastic four stuff bring is, that
1: in there a little bit is fantastic
0: bit. four owned by sony still at that point um
1: yes yes There's, they had they, fantastic four still owned by sony a portion of it yeah uh so marvel
3: didn't acquire or disney i should say didn't acquire fantastic four until right before uh uh phase four started because the way mm-hmm. they introduced Phase Four at the very end is a big oh. blue four.
0: Yeah. Now, to be fair, uh, I just did a quick Google uh, search. Fantastic Four, the last Fantastic Four movie that uh, this probably needs to be on our show was in 2015, and this came out in 2018. So at this point, they're denying that existed. Oh, I got you.
2: Right, but I mean, they could have used some kind of Fantastic Four. I totally get that. Imagery. Something. I mean, I, and I'm I'm not saying you know bring the Fantastic Four in, but like. OK, so a reference behind Something. the behind behind the scenes uh, behind the scenes here. I've been playing the first Spider-Man uh, as it's been remastered for the uh, PlayStation 5 Beautiful uh, game. because beautiful game, because my wife got me the ultimate edition of Miles Morales, which comes with a digital copy of the first Spider-Man uh, video game. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, they 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 do a good job in that game uh bringing in other marvel uh other marvel references such as avengers tower and things to that effect Mm -hmm. just little nuances to make you realize it's a part of a bigger thing and i think this movie would have benefited from that quite a bit uh using whatever properties that sony had access to at the time now granted you can't bring x-men into a uh into a venom movie that would have been weird <laughs> uh but you mean but, you like
3: know. Ha- have the baxter building in the background or or make some kind of reference to professor richards or something like that
2: right i mean they they kind of sort of did that they made reference to the daily bugle they did in, yeah in in the movie but i mean it was so brief that you know
0: i think though like it was a smart play to do that where because like this takes place in san francisco Everything you're referencing is in New York City, way on the other side, and I think it was a smart play for them not to do this, to isolate it, to go, okay, if this bombs, we have plausible deniability, because at the time they were trying, they were trying to build their own world at the same time. Mm. I'm really curious as when Morbius finally drops, what tieovers from Venom and other Sony properties are in that,
2: dude? I would okay. Just outside of the conversation real quick, I another thing I got for Christmas was uh, an Amazon gift card, which I used to get some comic book storage materials. I got a really awesome box and uh, some boards and sleeves. Let's go. Um, And I went into my comic books that I have from the 90s from back when I was first still reading comic books. Yeah, dude. I have some of the very I have like not number one, but I have like Morbius number six. Wow. Wow. Um, i've got the first deadpool comic book respect man i'm 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 sitting here looking at some of this stuff and i'm like oh my gosh or do you remember x-men uh 2099 love the 29 series yeah dude i've got some of the first issues of that it's just like oh my gosh how did how did i not remember i had some of these (laughs) i was geeking out and of course i have the entire original run of Pistol Fist, signed by the author himself. Oh, Just awesome. Kind of jelly, <laughs>
0: kind of jelly. I'm getting my anthology coming in. My anthology, yeah, I'm getting the anthology, but I'm also getting the uh graphic novel as it drops.
2: Yeah, yes. I got, I got, I got the uh, hardcover coming in with the Jack Kirby cover. Oh what?
0: no! <laughs> oh my gosh! Poor Kevin has no idea what we're talking about.
1: No, I understand. Kevin. I'm still waiting on my copy because I'm supposed to be inside the comic. You're in the comic? Whoa! Did you back it? Like,
2: oh, dude. Yeah. But I haven't That's heard awesome. anything
1: yet, so I'm like, okay, I wonder. What's oh, happening. Kevin,
2: that just that just made me want to hug you. You you might you might be number four, sir. You might become number. For four. those of you who I'm are sure listening,
0: are like, what are these guys talking about? We all backed all four of us actually backed. Um, one of our friends who is a um a fantastic writer and, and a fellow Floridian, fellow Floridian. Uh, for <laughs> Kevin here, um, we're just waiting for these guys to see the light and you know move to a real estate. But
1: uh <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we are in a real estate.
0: So
2: I just of denial.
0: Da, 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 da. <laughs> but anyways, JS Earls and uh, he uh, did a Kickstarter for uh, a series called Pistol Fist a while back, and I was um, we we're excited about it. Let's
2: continue on with the show though. Yes. Uh Dallas, let's get your spoiler free am. So I already did. It's Kevin's so turn.
1: glad everyone skipped mine. Nobody cares, Kevin. I, I, I care, Kevin, because I don't read. I, care, I, I don't know comics.
0: <laughs> Kevin, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? Uh,
1: it's not a Marvel film. I mean, it is, but it's not. I was expecting, you know. I think some that's Marvel stuff, huh?
0: I think it's one of the best parts. It's so different from all other Marvel films.
1: Yeah, it is. Which is, you know, Even to me, I'm not, I'm not complaining because, be. because. Disney Marvel has that exact blueprint they follow, and they, it's almost like a copy paste and recycle with all their films. He's like I already know what's going to happen right here, 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 every single time. Um, I've I've never seen so much black on black on screen. Last time I've seen this much was seeing a duck swim through an Exxon oil spin in the ocean. Thank you, BP. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, there was there there was I was. N- not the biggest fan for the CGI. CGI, okay. I think, could have been... I mean, there was the budget and everything else, but apparently... I mean, they had a budget. They just kept shooting in the dark because everybody loves to see someone wearing a black suit fighting in the dark, the darkest way, fighting another black creature in the dark at the night.
0: I mean, at least it wasn't like, like night for day or day for night. Like in plan nine from outer space. <laughs> like it felt like it was actually nighttime in those scenes.
2: It, Kevin, I, I will say this. I am glad that you agree with me about the CGI because it, it felt kind of video gamey to me. Yes. Uh, so yay for that. I, I, I will say though, you yeah, something
0: again, this is
2: true. <laughs> uh, and I will agree with you that there was a lot that was done at nighttime, but I could still the difference here is I could still tell the difference between the two characters when mm-hmm. I was watching it. It's at and it, it's not like a Transformers movie where after a while they all just kind of blend together on the screen and you're like Wait. that is a
1: great yeah.
0: analogy. That is a great yes. analogy because that was one of the problems with Transformers.
1: I remembered something when I was much younger reading something called Maxim of Carnage and I know Venom was in there and there was a lot of colorful scenes that happen because venom was in the black suit yeah carnage in a red suit um spider-man and those couple other characters i remember seeing the vivid colors and there isn't very much vivid colors in this film at all see link in description below for my review of maximum
3: carnage and
1: that's right you did that i forgot about that it was a good Uh, review
3: too i really enjoyed reading it
2: yeah, and thank you so much, Branson, for recommending it and forcing me to rip my heart out <laughs> while I was...
3: I didn't know it would do that, dude. <sighs> <sighs> okay,
2: All oh, right. Power comics. All right.
1: Uh, it, um, I, I'm kind of wondering, what would happen if Tom Hardy's son never actually recommended his father do this film? Because Tom like, Hardy we- didn't... Tom Hardy didn't have interest in making this movie. His son... Really? we would. Is is a comic book reader and he and Venom is his favorite character. So, as it, Tom Hardy says, so he did it for his son.
4: And I think funny. he's
1: thankful that he did it. It's just that that accent he uses, it, it, I I just can't get over it with Tom Hardy with a high pitch, like, hey guys, what's up? Hey, uh, I'm Tom, ha- you know, I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a big, tough guy with a lot with a high pitched voice, you know.
2: I'm like, it's Mike Tyson. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you what would have happened if Tom Hardy's <laughs> son hadn't recommended it to him we would have had Topher Grace as Venom Yep. <sighs> I think Branson's turning into Venom
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here, watch I on, am John. happy to eat Topher Grace better <laughs> <laughs> watch it John I'm going to put some dirt in your eye <laughs>
4: oh my gosh
1: can we All please right. stop with the Spider-Man <laughs> 3 references? <laughs> I, I'm
3: convulsing. Please.
2: <laughs>
0: uh,
2: if, if it makes you feel any better, Branson, I haven't even seen Spider-Man 3. have not bother. I haven't, bother. Seen, I haven't bother. seen Spider-Man 2. Of all the modern Spider-Man movies, I've only seen the first one, and it just confirmed that Tobey Maguire was not Peter Parker for me, and I just turned my back okay. on the series. I, I will
3: that. say this, Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire is one of the best superhero movies of all possibly,
2: time. Possibly, yeah, one of the yeah, top but best. But the thing, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, now that I've been playing the first Spider-Man video game, I can't see anybody else do Doc
1: Ock. I can't. Oh. Well, but alfred Molina does watch a this, great job.
3: seriously spider-man
1: 2 is that good
3: well, we're here to talk about bat
1: films oh right, right sorry yeah, let's talk right. about this bat film or wait supposedly bat film <laughs> i don't know <laughs> have we have we it's have we have film.
2: we have we done the non-spoiler section no, for everybody? let's
0: let's go into the non-spoiler section
2: we are in the non-spoiler section I mean, let's go into the spoiler well, free section let's yeah, go to the spoiler okay. section spoiler okay, good, like milk this
3: is this is where everything i have to say will come out
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler
0: section. I'm going to fasten my beep uh, my seatbelt and put a helmet on as Branson proceeds to vomit black goo.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I happens when you mix up Taco Bell with KFC. Oh, it's right. Taco Bell now sells chicken wings.
3: What? Why
0: do I want to try you... this right
1: now? And they have a subscription you don't service. Know <laughs> yeah taco bell
2: has a subscription service yes uh,
1: you didn't see my post no wow okay
3: i'm still trying to wrap my head around taco bell for everybody
2: foods. who wants diarrhea on the go
1: <laughs> you know what I, I love was. when the movie opens up with a spaceship crashing how how more predictable can you get than that like i said tired tropes i had brought that up
0: <laughs> hold on What's what's let kevin do his his what's gonna happen here is kevin's gonna walk us through the film and we're gonna we're gonna Verbal diarrhea over the scenes that he talks about.
2: How many diarrheal references can we make in one episode? Everybody, let's find I out. mean,
0: <laughs> we we all, yeah. All right, let's go for it.
1: this movie is rated PG-13 for those who are curious, for your own sake, children's sake, grandchildren's sake, whatever sake. Um, it does has one um f bomb, and it does um, use the Lord's name vain three times. It has some mild language inside, and as far as language there and some name calling name calling there is a um kind of sexual scene but nothing really too much you just already know what happens so it doesn't show anything and for violence there's just a lot of your comic book violence and there's no gore i guess the gore the blood would be black so that's where you're curious about
0: i was thoroughly surprised at how relatively clean the film was yes venom is an anti-hero his books aren't exactly you know oh let me hack a bunny it's more like happy tree friends than bugs bunny and um this is on the heels of the success of deadpool which told right. people we can have violent bloody and very foul uh superhero movies now and yet it was relatively clean and i don't know if that's the attachment to spider-man or not but i was relatively surprised yes. by that. Wait,
3: wait 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 there was an attachment to spider-man Oh, I completely me. missed
1: that. Yes, they, 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 <laughs> oh, want, they so wanted to connect this cabinet into that um Marvel universe so they know they in order to do that they had to keep it PG thirteen, which seemed to tick off a lot of the diehard fans because like, it has to be R. If it's not okay. it it's supposed to be R. Okay, yeah. So I was one
2: of those fans you're mocking right now. Um and <laughs> so I you was still, still make say, a good PG thirteen. Okay, let me let me talk before you start kicking me in the bollocks here, Kevin. <laughs> Okay, fine. Uh, I'm just saying that it's when I moment. when the, they first when they first well, anyway, to speak uh, his language. Well, I was trying <laughs> to do it in such. I was trying to say it in such a way that wouldn't get me edited. Um, <laughs> so I, when I first saw the preview of this movie, I was excited until I saw the PG-13, and I was like, "There's no way you can do a decent Venom movie as a PG-13." I was shocked and appalled. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I never watched this movie until we had to for the show. Really? Hmm. And so I I was frustrated by that rating because as a horror fan, I have seen movies that get cleaned up too much to sell to a broader audience. And as a result, it just ruins the franchise. I have seen action movies do this with the third Expendables movie yeah Uh, that's right I forgot about that (laughs) um and so I saw that I'm like this no just just no you know so yeah it, it, it I was one of those people I was frustrated by that but I can say I can say as one of those fans if you sit back and you just say hey you know what I'm just gonna forget that this is a part of the comic book series that I the comic book character that I enjoy and just watch it as a standalone property, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, I would that. discuss
1: more about the rating thing, but uh, that's going to be like another video of my own personal channel. So, because I already have a video I'm making right now about ratings and films, because James Wan right. has proved that you can make a horror film in PG 13 realm. Conjuring... James Bond, James Wan. Oh, I thought you said James Bond. I'm like, there that's was a horror James about? Bond. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: okay. Um, license hey, to die again we are introduced <laughs> <laughs> license to kill ghosts
2: i mean we are introduced to um the sequel to doctor no oh
3: my- doctor boo <laughs> you'll live twice at a time <laughs> thank you umbrella corporation
1: all right kevin keep going let's call leon on the ship
3: dude can you imagine
2: can you imagine if they put james bond in the resident evil universe oh how amazing would that how amazing would that crossover be right oh, wow sorry
1: go ahead kevin branson just brings it out of me sorry no you're fine um i was gonna say like um one of mary jane's um boyfriends is killed in the crash Good. jameson Remember to astronaut yeah. Hey, look! That's Jameson. It's like, oh yeah, Fine. yeah. I a useless I character say, in the comic I book appreciate
0: too. Jameson was was mentioned.
3: Yes, and, I did too. Uh, wh-
0: while while the Venom suit didn't come um, to, to the Battle World, it is canon. It's it's a it's an alien, but in the animated series uh, from the '90s yes. that I love, that's how he came to Venom came was through yes. Jameson, and so I really appreciated that reference. I thought that was a good callback.
3: Okay, yeah, so that, that was that happened. was. That was- yeah that was one of the few things I liked about it was it was a reference to that 90s show Mhm
0: I feel like most of the story is probably it loose more loosely related to the nineties show than the comics there's yes. a few comics uh accurate things there are pseudo accurate things but yeah
1: and on the ship is that black goo and the black goo is on on what um sort of um author Jameson goes onto to the paramedic and it just this black goo just goes everywhere. It was like a couple of canisters, right? And we get that's when we introduced with like the high pitching Tom Hardy and his forgettable girlfriend. And Tom Tom <laughs> I, I can't remember the I girlfriend. Um, that, okay. um, I, I yeah. agree with you on that, Kevin. <laughs> um I agree with you on that. Her name was
2: uh Wilma McGuffin. <laughs> yes. I thought it was Jane Doe, but yeah, we got <laughs> Susie and,
0: Q. They could have done so much more with her character. that's one of my complaints is that the story between him and his girlfriend there was it it was so rushed and there was not a lot of buildup in there for that that ending scene where there's like this awkward tension between the two of them i was like i feel awkward anyways because you haven't done anything with this girl and i couldn't like-
3: keep up with whether or not she actually liked eddie or not it <laughs> she was, was an, i can't keep my hands off you now i can't stand the side of you now i'm annoyed that you're around now i'm freaked out that you're an alien now i want to take care of you now I'm so preoccupied with you that I don't notice there's a black alien in the next room as I'm talking to my boyfriend. I, I could, did, did she like the guy or did she didn't? I really
2: couldn't she, tell. She, like Mary Jane, is just a narrative tool to be used that has no purpose.
3: You, you know, I, I I get that. I get that. Like, I, I, I seriously thought that the new boyfriend, the, the doctor, showed more care and compassion for yes. Eddie than his ex girlfriend did. Well, I had that he in my said,
0: notes. I like Dan in my yes. notes for this. I said I like Dan.
2: Yeah, okay. I remember Dan's name. I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just remember
1: I just remember her as fake blonde. <laughs> so we that's when we get introduced to Tom Hardy. He's the um the news reporter. He isn't afraid to tell the news. He's like, mm. and what was that? Uh, okay, that um the news station that was really just um like mind boggling because CNN. Yeah, yeah, did this, uh, this kind of CNN, I mean, you know, we're looking at UNPR, and, wait, no, this is San Francisco, so this would be the San Francisco Chronicle, right?
0: I guess. One of them. I, <laughs> I didn't like it, the, the way it that they made no him- It made no
1: sense. I did because, not care for- Huh? I'm sorry. Go on. He's a controversial news reporter. You get a controversial news reporter to report on news that is controversial, that brings people down, is that, oh yeah- I'm going to sing to this guy. Don't bring him down. Just talk about his rockets and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that you have like, what, 50 different news reporters? Why don't you ask any of them? Why are you asking Eddie Brock who he makes a, a living? Hmm?
0: To do a puff oh. piece.
1: Yeah. yeah. That makes no sense.
2: Yeah. Th- See, That's narratively... like if your pastor
1: goes to you and says, hey, I want you to write something, but don't write anything biblical connected to this. At all. You're like, Why are you asking me? Has somebody else. Oh, do you go to Joel Osteen's church then? Yes.
0: Hey. <laughs> no, like here is my issue with the uh, with with Eddie's character as a reporter in the comics, and I am maybe stepping on Branson's toes a little bit. Eddie was a jerk; like he wasn't a good guy, and right. like they the extremely way they made ambitious. Him, right, the way they made him in this, he was a, he was ambitious, but he was a genuinely a good guy. And no. huh?
2: No, I would say yes. What? No no
3: he hacked his girlfriend's computer to get a story lead that's not exactly a which good his girlfriend
1: lie. is like goes to the law firm who sends an email of confidential thing i'm like um what you don't like go hack. to meetings like he hey the password
0: this. that he knew right there i and i get that, that that was a that was a moment of weakness that he shouldn't have done but for the most part everything he did was for the good of people all no. of his reports were 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 to to cause issues and to help people get better all of his stuff was
2: no no. <laughs> okay, continue I, on from your no. Okay, so here's the thing. If you if you watched if you watched how they did the progression of because they they did, they did a uh kind of a video collage of his career. Everything he was doing, he was just going after people just for the sake of his own career. That's what they were trying to demonstrate in the beginning that for him his career was everything and everybody else was secondary. That was part of his what you're describing Dallas was part of his hero's journey to evolve him as a character in this. He, I mean, yeah, he had some, he had some moments of humanity, like when he was giving, when he gave money to the homeless girl outside of the Asian supermarket Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But for the most part, everything about him pre symbiote, had to do with what? how does it benefit me and, what, and my agenda of what I want to do. Even when it came down to his own boss had no control over him because his boss was like, hey, we want you to do this story because you're the one who's going to draw the most attention for it and this company's paying for you for this puff piece, so we want you to do it because it'll add some validity to it. And he's like, uh, screw that noise. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to put my finger in your face and I'm going to expose you and try to destroy your company uh, because this is my career and I'm going to do what I want.
3: Which, which, I mean, is, yeah, which is actually, like Dallas mentioned, spot on with the comic. He's a very ambitious reporter. He wants to climb the ladder. He doesn't care who he steps on, which is one of the reasons he hates Spider-Man so much is because the people he's trying to ruin to advance his career, Spider-Man keeps saving and mm-hmm. keeps ruining him. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree in that. And, and I readily admit, watching the movie, I probably had the comics Eddie Brock in my head. So when I see him making these videos and doing these things, I'm like, they're showing his ambition. They're showing his, I'll I do whatever I, I've got to do to move up.
0: I just feel like he did a good job. I, I feel like tonally it wasn't right. I mean, this this to me coming off again I'm not as I'm not I, I, I'm I'm very familiar with Venom but not as much as you guys are but like it totally he came off as he's a good guy trying to do right he doesn't care who gets in his way um, at the same time then they do that switch over with some of the stuff where it's like he was coming after them like to, totally he was just everywhere he's this you know hard-hitting reporter but then he's like this spastic like I don't know type of individual the entire movie <laughs>
3: Well, see, they they had to do that. They had to do that because he's the hero of the story. Now, if they have done it properly and made him a villain first, fighting a certain red and blue clad spider themed superhero and let him go through a journey where he goes from villain to anti hero, then you could do that. But see, Venom had his origins as a villain. The whole reason that he and the symbiote made symbiosis is their mutual hatred for Spider Man. If you take Spider-Man out of the origin, you lose a facet to Venom's character.
0: Hey, Branson, you got some foam coming out of the side of your mouth.
2: I love the fact that you. Oh, just made, I love the fact that you just made Branson defend this. Movie I know, Dennis. right? That was. I We.
3: I wasn't defending it. I was saying they they no, screwed it up defen- by taking Spider-Man out of it.
2: <laughs> no, you defended it, bro. Uh, so. <laughs> What I, what I, what I do want to say is one Branson's right. Yeah. Venom was a villain first and they had to forego that to a certain extent. So they had to tone down the jerkishness of Eddie Brock, but that aside um, I think that they had to make, because it is a live action movie, they had to make it believable in a real world scenario. Somebody who is that big of a D bag is not going to be, you know, in in a prestigious position and well held. You're, you know, you look at people like Howard Stern or uh, what's his name, um, the guy who made Fahrenheit nine eleven. Oh, um, uh, Walter.
1: Moore. Yeah, You're about Ray Bradbury.
0: No, something more. Out, Michael Moore. Oh, yeah God. You. You,
2: you you look at people who who have an agenda and are ambitious beyond you know, reasonability Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, yeah, they have their niche audience, but for the most part, they're going to have enough people who dislike them in the real world that it's not going to, you know, to the, that they wouldn't be able to sustain a movie on that type of a character because the, the fact of the matter is, is the filmmaker has to get the audience to rally behind this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they make him completely unlikable in the beginning, you're not going to care about the
1: rest of the movie, I which might that. be
3: why it was a little ambiguous as to whether he was a good guy or not. Like you were talking about Dallas, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we get introduced to. Um, Dr. Evil in his 10 disciple scientists. I don't know what his name was. Seriously. I just know he was the guy dressing in black and everyone around him dresses in black because you know bad people wear black i was actually like i Cash. didn't
0: care for his story because i don't feel like his motive was ever clear no. um throughout the entire thing his character uh, i'm looking up the character name because i cannot remember it right now but his character was actually head of an organization that's been around since the um uh since the end of the cold war and they really believed that humanity was doomed and so they were trying to create basically nuclear fallout for Uh, Shelter for the world elites, and in the comics, his organization they are experimenting on samples of venom himself and create the other symbiotes, and that's and that was that was their solution. And like this one, I didn't really get a. I feel like hat was more of an ambitious person than Eddie Brock was, and I really didn't get his motive for let's go to space. Other than people were mean to me as a kid because I asked questions. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carlton, in that, that case too. i was a heathen because i never stopped asking questions growing up <laughs> Dude. i felt okay. like he was essentially
3: just a vehicle for riot like that was yeah. his sole purpose we needed a human host for the big bad mm-hmm. yeah
2: can i can i just go out there I, I know i'm jumping order of the movie here real quick but we're talking about other the other symbiotes can i just say that did anybody else get the feeling that Eddie Brock's girlfriend was being set up to become Scream?
0: No, I think so. I, I didn't pick that up, though.
2: I can see so that. In, when she was wearing the Venom symbiote to bring it to Eddie Brock, when she had separated Eddie and the symb- and see Venom. that
3: just added to the confusion for me. Did she like Eddie or not? She could have t- transferred <laughs> the symbiote to Eddie any way she chose, but she said, hey, let's make out. I, I,
1: I can uh, tell you sh- the first sh- sh- was time i the- watched. Okay. What? No, go for it. Am I talking? The first time I watched this movie was up in Indiana and i watched watching the theater in Indianapolis, and it was like the day of it showed in theaters. And I remember the whole crowd was going crazy when they saw the female venom, like they cheered and everything else. And apparently when they did the kiss, everyone was like, <laughs> it was like, they didn't want the kiss. They wanted to see more violence from her or something. Like there was some sort of character missing. I think that was a name, Scream, you said? Yes. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. Ann's character legitimately was a comic book character. Uh, did a quick search for her. Uh, she was called She Venom, very original for the 90s. Uh, she was the former wife <laughs> of Eddie Brock. She is the first character who goes by She Venom identity, and she also colloquially referred to as the Bride of Venom. So she is a legitimate character. Ah.
2: Okay. Yeah, but I, I I feel like they were setting her up for Scream I just, I do
3: I did see the Scream symbiote As one of the three, like it was that Orangey white one, right?
2: Well, all the yeah. other symbiotes Other than uh, Other than Venom and Riot Got killed, so
1: Oh, that's right, yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was only two, because that Somehow we're supposed to remember like all those little flash Or those other scenes when they, when they Derived away from um, Tom Hardy, um, Eddie Brock. It was always showing the symbiote going from one character to another from somewhere around the world. Mm-hmm. I guess to that remind right. us that hey, this black goo is still out there, heading its way to reach Doctor Evil. Which i won't to call uh, Doctor Evil. I don't. That's what he. That's where he's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, know his name. <laughs> uh, Rajesh Evil is his name. <laughs> Rajesh <laughs> Evil. <All right. laughs> yeah. Yes. On
3: so, the, the subject. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, no, if you had a subject, go ahead.
3: I, I, I on the subject of, of symbiotes in general, did anyone else feel like the symbiote that, that, that is Venom was I, I don't know. I, I felt like wh- when we first hear him start talking to Eddie, he's this deep menacing, you know, I really got the whole we're the bad guy or we're the, we're the l- less bad guy, the bad guys. But then the longer they're together, it turns into this frat boy bromance
1: thing and I he I, just I love you so much how long was this movie? I'm trying to remember. Well how long was this movie? Was this movie like 90 minutes? Eight not, two hours. Was it two hours? Two hours. Yeah. You know how long it took before we actually heard the voice of Venom? Fifty Hello. freaking minutes. We had to wait Ooh. fifty minutes before we actually get anything by Venom. Wow. His eyes, teeth, you know when it was when it kept showing bits and clip clip um clips and pieces of Venom Till he saw his own reflection, yeah. which I don't understand how that worked out. How you seen your own reflection? Because, reason it's in, it's in his brain, bro. It's in his head. Yeah, it's all in his head. But we don't see anything until fifty minutes into the f- film. After all this, whatever stuff happened,
0: it was a slow start.
2: To
1: to, but- to 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 speak
2: to what Branson was saying, though, to bring it back to what he was, Branson was trying to say, though, I, I'll say this: I I think Venom kind of explains it later on in the movie, and he's like, I would. I was kind of a geek back on my plan. Yeah. I was kind of, a loser. uh, uh, you know, when a allu- loot when someone who comes from that thought process meets somebody new and doesn't know their background, they kind of try to puff themselves up to be bigger than what mm. they are. I know I that can... I, I tended to do that back when I was you know, in high school. Um, because I was, I wasn't a loser. I was an outsider. Mm. Like I purposely put myself outside of the social system. I would, I, You know, wore tore up corduroys and black shirts, painted my fingernails black. And so, you know, I, but I did that to make myself look like a more evil individual to be to puff myself up and uh, I'm unapproachable.
1: Right. I can relate to you like that because I'm the oldest of 10 and being homeschooled, I did to my brothers and sisters a lot. (laughs) You're you're the oldest of 10? Yes. Were, Were your parents,
2: were your parents Catholic?
1: No, they weren't Catholic. They were actually i don't know what they were
2: <laughs> i mean 10, ten, ten irish kids i i would have to assume they were catholic you, you gotta remember they're all for, you know my catholic size. and 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 they all they all they all worship the holy fodder
1: my mom's back you the movie so yeah that's um when we Kevin, keep going, uh, keep going uh, just story. thinking about like the introduction i'm just still trying to get all over the introduction of Venom because we get like was it all um, again this is the very first Fight we get where he's fighting in the dark streets with the dark black SUVs with the men wearing black with the what the hundred um what caught helicopters, what are the thing's called drones, those, those things drones. drones, yes, drones. I mean, it was like another episode of Cops Without You know the Bad Boys theme song, but
3: there's no web swinging it is all black tendrils and black bricks yes
0: see, Branson, that's why this works though is that spider-man because there was no connection to spider-man he didn't shoot webbing if he just shot webbing i would have
3: been mad i i, I, yeah, understand I think that. i, I would been that if, you, if you're going to take the time to move spider-man out you don't want all those things but it's just not <laughs> venom And and I feel like I have to give a little disclaimer here. The black suit Spider-Man saga where he struggles with his dark side is a storyline that I absolutely love. And I see Venom as a dark reflection of Spider-Man because both of them have a situation where my life is crap. Spider-Man says my life is crap because I screwed up. It's my fault. I need to do better. With great power comes great responsibility. Eddie Brock says, my life is screwed up. It's Spider-Man's fault. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he doesn't mess up somebody else's life. So it, I I don't know. To me, if you try to separate Spider-Man from Venom, you're taking a piece of the character away. I, I, I would almost feel better if they would call this something other than Venom. And then I could accept it more as, okay, it's this black alien symbiote who's trying to protect people and that kind of thing, but they did. Um, it was called Alien. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> now, I'll say this. This I was at least at the same they, time as that movie Life. That was supposed well, to be like an alien knockoff or something like that.
0: Well I agree with you, Branson. I feel like they were set there I feel like the plan to work with Sony or with Marvel <laughs> to do the crossover that they've done now was already in motion. Otherwise they wouldn't have gone forward with the end credit scene where they go Else Worlds in another universe. Uh, or another yeah. dimension, and you have the um the Spider-Man Spider Man thing birds. right there, which yeah. then cuts over to obviously uh the last scene scenes of uh No Way Home. Right. I so know I, the
1: th- oh I'm sorry. I know the I three of the four lumpy. of us the three of the huh? four of us has seen Spider Man three. How would you say Venom and his um form, what he looks like compares to the other one?
3: Cool. Oh, this, this is, is far better. Oh, much better. Far okay. better.
0: The other one yeah. just looked like they like spray painted his suit black.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, like I said, I watched this in the theater. I remember when this when this scene came up, the whole theater like busted up, cheering, screaming, everything else. And again, I I seen I, this happened a lot in the theater when I was in. They were like screaming. They were like, ah, oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, he only appeared for like twenty seven seconds. After twenty seven seconds, goes right back to Tom Hardy, and everyone in the theater like, oh, yes, we hear like, yes, yes, we're getting it. Like, oh. We're back. That's right. that's the saga of the superhero
3: movie, though. The these big time actors, you have to see their faces. Yeah. So, and, and most of the superheroes wear masks, so you have to have reasons to take the mask off. That's why Toby Maguire in all the movies, every time his suit got damaged, it was always the mask that got damaged. So you could see Tobey Maguire through the mask, mm-hmm. and, and so that that's why that's why so much of I think of, of Tom Harding, As Venom, you don't see him full out Venom a whole lot, and even when you do, you see Hardy's face stick out because the actors want to see themselves.
2: Hit me up, Marvel or Sony or whomever. (laughs) I don't care if you cover my face. I'll I'll work for forty thousand dollars, and you can cover my face all
1: you want. Can they shave your (laughs) um your chin hair thing you have? Hey, you know what? For forty
2: G's and Mm -hmm. to be in a movie. Yeah, I'll shave off. <laughs> I'm right there
1: with you.
3: <laughs> I, I dare say we'd see an improvement in superhero films if we got actors who were like, "Cover my face. I don't care. These people aren't here to see me. They're here mm-hmm. to see Spider-Man or Batman or Venom." That's or why whatever. everybody
2: wants to be Superman, right? Exactly. Pretty
3: much. There's no mass You can just <laughs> say, "Hey, look. This is my face."
0: A lot of the DC characters are that way though, where it's just their face is shown. Outside people like the Flash and a couple others.
2: Yeah, because that's that's the reason why Green Lantern went so well as a standalone movie, right? <laughs> that went bad
0: because of a lot of reasons.
2: <coughs> I'm not you know talking about I the am. movies, I'm talking about why it's like the characters though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Me also, I mean also I've never watched a Green Lantern. I have neither, but I know
1: that it tangles. I just I know it because, because the everyone theaters. tells me so much of it. I, yeah, I saw and it and that, in a theater. Yeah, we get we get the second action scene again, black and black. It's a SWAT team that comes in there and his girlfriend walks in or yeah, girlfriend walks in passing up barricade. What was going through? Yeah. That was something else I didn't understand. Is, what is, was this? Why the SWAT team knew where he was or everyone that gathered him? Yeah. Like, where did the SWAT team come from? I,
3: the first time I saw the movie, I thought it was more of riot human host dudes, guys. But it's like, okay, we had this big police chase scene. And then he goes to this building and suddenly a SWAT team appears. Like Like, where did they come from? The I did question that this light. past
0: time, too. It was like, why was there all of a sudden a SWAT team of individuals? Like, like there was nothing that we would have suggested, unless there was like a silent alarm that went off, maybe, because he busted through a window on the 50000 I want to work floor. for
3: that company if a SWAT team responds to a silent alarm. Like, they have the best security <laughs> in the world.
0: I'm t- for those high-end companies, though, they would do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine, companies.
2: imagine if a terrorist were to break into Microsoft. Man. Yeah. You'd
0: have like you'd have some great a probably Mercs, jumping in.
2: Or, the or team even went to
1: Facebook to, when they cut shut down for that the 24 hour thing.
2: <laughs> or even I'll put it to you like this. to make it a little bit more of a direct correlation with uh the company in this movie. If a if a terrorist were to break into Pfizer. Mhm. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it's it that level
0: of stuff right there. So, it felt weird but there was no explanation for it. Like you had you have to you have to be like you have to go. Okay, this would be
2: why. Now, but I here's the thing i I appreciate that when movies
1: don't feel like they need to spoon feed you. you know, they just yeah. You and, know, and, I can appreciate that about this. It didn't felt too spoon fed about every little detail. But sometimes, and
2: you know, sometimes, and this is a known fact that sometimes some film creators will just throw stuff that don't make sense into their films just for the sake of making a better film. You You see it in movies that people love, like Jurassic Park in the t-rex scene where suddenly there's this cliff where did the cliff come from wasn't in any of the scenes that were preceding the movie but suddenly there's a cliff that they're hanging off when in the in the t-rex thing and i've seen a, a special on this it's just like you know uh what's his face steven spielberg was just like i want to do this they're like but there wasn't a cliff he goes doesn't matter i'm going to put it in there because it'll increase tension well sense. there was that, that fence so we yeah. never
1: went beyond the fence
2: to know they, you see it in broad daylight when their vehicles stop.
1: I have poor vision. I guess I need glasses like you. <laughs> now I know I'm going to get to the part where I know uh, you guys are going to be talking about the comparison to comic book. But um, when this girl is um, on and off girlfriend, whatever, brings her to the doctor boyfriend to the MRI machine where he um, gets the MRI machine and the the symbiote separates. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to understand why, what, what, why, what, why was he separated first? I know that any type of damage that happens, that the symbiote uh, recovers and heals, but if it got away from the human whore host, host, (laughs) that it would the the host would die. The host Eddie Brock doesn't die from the separation. But what was it about the MRI machine that separated? I mean, is that true to the comic it's form or? Sound waves.
3: Sonic waves. Sound waves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sound and fire are the, because symbiotes are designed to exist in the vacuum of space where there's no sound and no heat. So extreme heat
1: and sounds at certain decibels hurt it. Yeah. Okay. I see. I kept thinking of like, those are, like some sort of like far off Mars planet or something. They must have discovered off That's of a actually, meteorite or something. Yeah,
3: that's actually how uh, Spider-Man separates from the symbiote. When he, once he realizes that it's living and he wants to get it off of him, the symbiote says, no, we like you. We're staying. And so he goes up to the top of a church tower and the bell starts to ring and the sound vibrations from the ringing bell hurt the symbiote. And he's actually able to rip it off. That's one of the few things I liked about Spider-Man 3 was that scene. I thought mm, that okay. scene was beautifully done. Pieces are coming together. Uh-huh. And then there's
2: the dancing scene that was. Do you stop? Yes, please,
1: (laughs) please. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, this is now we get to introduce into riot right here. That's when um that little girl just walks inside this multi-billion-dollar. He has the worst freaking security for a building.
4: Multi-billion
1: dollars, (laughs) no cameras, no nothing. Like he he doesn't have nothing unless you walk outside a building. Then all of a sudden it becomes like the border of Mexico. Everyone's right there waiting for you. There is no one no, inside don't... his building. He has like what
2: ten security guards. To be, to be fair, to be fair, he didn't want anybody knowing what was going on inside his building, True. so no cameras make sense.
0: That I'll make sense. say this: the little girl, though, I probably I, if there were people there, she probably killed him on the way in.
1: I kind of yeah. it would it, be kind of cool just to see just one kill off. That way, you're like, okay, yeah, the girl's coming up, but just seeing the work girl, I don't know. It just, it just felt. It, okay, thrown in. Well, we and... saw we
3: saw what the symbiote could do when it moved from the EMS person to the old lady in that uh, Chinese area where she was eating the snake, and then she yeah in Chinatown somewhere. Like, yeah, so it's I think it was an eel, dude. An eel, whatever. But uh, <laughs> so we could probably surmise from that that you know what it, the little girl could do similar things and waltz into the the high tech security place too. Absolutely. So
1: question. Um, this follow this follows up to the closing part where um crap. what, is what, what, what Jeff Bezos? Dr. Evil, whatever his name is. He, 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 he's so much Okay, heart. thank you! Thank you so much for making that correlation.
2: I got some severe Jeff Bezos from him as well. <laughs> thank you so much. I mean that's I'm trying to think, like he's either Dr. Evil or Jeff as, Bezos, he's the evil Je- Jeff Bezos. As as a as a Washingtonian. I am so thankful that I'm not the only person who, caught, who saw the Bezos in him. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. Why is he so much in a hurry to launch another spaceship? I know he's because into he's, rockets. He's got this fetish thing about seeing things fly he, in space, but why he's is he so to br- much? He's trying to bring back more symbiotes. because
2: well, once
0: was, He was in a rush before that happened.
2: Yes. He right, was, but he's trying to bring back more symbiotes. He wanted yeah. more people to become symbiotic to, uh because he thought it was like the next evolution of humanity. But did right?
1: they found out exact location where the symbiote was? Yeah, they fa-
2: well, they found, they it found them on the planet. It, it, or they, yeah, a meteor. They laid it like, okay. on a me- they,
1: they so went out to, the meteor.
3: Yeah, they went out to see if they could find a place to recolonize. And while they were flying around, they found a meteor, found the symbiotes, and brought some of them back. And his plan was, if we could figure out how these work, we could go get more. And this is how we're going to save humanity. We're going to become hosts for these gooey alien things. Okay.
1: Just so to make it clear. That's why, that's why I think I asked you earlier, like was on a meteorite or something of the sort, because I, I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. And
0: look, okay, this goes into my earlier comment that like his motivation was really not present at all as to why he was so let's go to space. Like it just wasn't there. Like, Once he discovered the symbiotes, okay, he wanted to do some cool stuff, like, is this next stage of human evolution? What's happening here? Uh, It just, there was nothing, there was no good reason for him to be this diehard to go up there.
1: Yeah. But this is also the, I think, now as it comes to the end, we start seeing Eddie Brock starting to, I guess, understand Venom, what he's trying to do or something. Like, they're starting to sync together. Like, what was your thoughts on that part? Like, did he, did he felt like he understood the, the purpose, or that felt yeah. like I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying because it just feels like Eddie Brock's like, okay, I'm just going to do something else with Venom's voice in my head, which I like the Venom voice. But so, did anybody um felt any like a true connection with Eddie Brock and the Venom character that was being put together because apparently now they're synced together, they understand each other, and that I mean, how, how, what did you feel about with Tom Hardy? doing his double with his voice and everything else, like as connecting with the venom that he actually felt like he was a true venom or that he felt like this should have been somebody else.
2: I liked it. I think, I think I felt like he connected with the character really well. Um, I think by the end of the movie, it wasn't the venom from Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it like that. It, uh, it was I not. Will agree with, I will agree with Branson. However, what they did give us, it was a really fun, bizarre, buddy comedy
1: yeah is is how it
2: is how it felt
1: it was it was very hilarious my i I think my favorite scene this was the lobster scene i don't know how many people (laughs) love that scene but i loved
4: it (laughs) he goes he's dead (laughs) dead
0: (laughs) that's the thing i like i loved about the movie was hardy's playing of this like there's this psychotic break taking place in him now i know i've mentioned this already but that was a great aspect and what i loved about it was and somebody made a meme about this a while back is that this movie tom Hart doesn't have the superhero glow up where all of a sudden like he's like pristine like he's still wearing that nasty ratty hoodie at the end of the movie and he still yeah, he looks is. a mess as he did in the front end of the movie and so i appreciated like that that whole mindset that they had with
2: it i love that how he goes
1: f- full nicholas cage on this what
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what this movie kind of reminds me of what and dallas will understand it it's an anime called Parasite. Yeah. I would love to see Parasite versus Venom. That would be cool actually. I right? am not a Parasite. Be, yes. That would be a
0: legit. Like Parasite really is like what this movie was trying to be, I think.
2: Does and 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 as far as the voice for the symbiote, I know I'm kind of going back to my other podcast and I'm sorry, but <laughs> how dare you? Uh does 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 anybody who's familiar with my other pair, uh, podcast pick up some orbog? Yes. My oh my gosh, <laughs> <Yes>. you're right. <laughs> you're so right.
0: I love yes. you, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Actually, uh,
3: I, I I could see that. I I I like this version of the symbiote a little bit better now because you've made that comparison because it reminds <laughs> me of orbog.
2: I'm, I might have affected the rating at the end of this. I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about. It's my D&D podcast, brother. Which one? one? one... You have like five of them, don't you? No, no, I only one have D&D one D&D, D&D podcast. podcast. And one day, one day, I will convince you to be on there, and I'm going to turn you
1: into the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: my Lucky Charms. I've got, got really enough delicious. books,
1: movies, and games, and everything else of the sort, I don't need more stuff to add to my collection. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So yeah, so- after the whole big fight and the whole explosion and everything else, and how super powerful whatever right is and everything else, you couldn't defeat him. Um, then we then we see the Stanley cameo that we all miss, love, and okay, wish to see more. at the big be- at the beginning
2: at the beginning of our podcast, and this is this is going to be one of our longer podcasts. But at the beginning of this, I had mentioned, hey, and then I stopped myself. Because it was when you're talking about the executive producers of this movie, Kevin. Yes, and th- this is where I stopped myself because we were getting to the Stanley cameo. Did anybody get a little bit emotional during the Stan Lee cameo when they were watching this? A voice? little bit,
0: a little bit. It's like, especially with especially with how,
2: especially especially with what Stan Lee said at it. It was like it was like a it was like a little bit of a goodbye from stan lee almost on film mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like oh my heart oh yeah oh this got this got me right in the feels and that i it would have hit me so different if i would have seen this before stan lee's passing mm-hmm. yeah John, how well, far are there is another in the first movie you can
1: watch with stan lee with his final that's called captain marvel you should watch that
2: that's gonna be on the bottom shelf one day too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> john
1: how far are
3: you in the spider-man video game
2: um, I have a hundred percented the main story as well as two of the DLCs. Okay, so emotional. so
3: you've seen the cutscene where they where a Peter and MJ meet at the restaurant and Stanley mm-hmm. is like the chef or whatever. Mm-hmm. See, I started playing the game shortly after he died, and I hit oh. that scene after he had passed, and, and I shed a tear. That one. Was,
1: oh man, that one hit me bad. Let me tell you something I enjoyed. I enjoyed how I played the video game full when it first came out and not a single one of you asked me how I enjoyed the video game, but you know, that's cool. I understand that. No one wants my opinion. Only on movies. Kevin. What you're not we don't we don't know that you're a gamer,
2: bro. You're the movie guy. I didn't know that you even played a played video games. What what what
1: system do you have? I have a PS4, a PS three, the original Xbox, GameCube, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. You lost me at Xbox original xbox the one before it was bought out by who by microsoft microsoft made the first Xbox. i know but it was made by a different country they switched they switched countries then it went from like what usa to india or something i don't know at, at any rate
2: i didn't know you were a gamer bro uh i'll hit you up after this get your gamer tag and i'll add you to my despite the fact there's not a whole lot we can do because you're on a four and i'm on a five but
1: no, it's fine because i don't play online gaming I still rock the four. I haven't bought See, a five. That That's
2: that's that's what I get for trying to connect with you on that level, and that's the reason why it doesn't come up, <laughs> Kevin. I try to connect you on that level. I show you love, and you're like, "Here's your love," and then you bottle me, shut just, you down. You you, you, t- you take a bottle of Jameson, and you just bottle me with it.
1: <laughs> it was I, I would I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to <laughs> I wouldn't do it to anyone. I wouldn't bottle someone with Jameson. It'd be a waste of Jameson. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I, I know how you Irishmen think. Uh-huh. Sure you do. Oh yeah. Um, then we finally get the final scene which was in the trailer that fanboys screamed and cried over with that. What <laughs> was, was, was Branson? You, you know what it was. Yeah,
3: it, it was a reference to Carnage, the, the maximum Carnage. He goes to see Cletus Cassidy mm-hmm. and uh the the you know when I get out, you can be sure there will be carnage. That's because Cletus Cassidy eventually becomes another symbiote wielding villain called I met I'm at
1: the I at the convenience store scene where you got that when you grab that while um, that thug that was demanding money and everything else was like oh talking about we are Venom oh. scene. Oh yeah. sorry I
3: jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What
1: what was that what, I mean was that a comic book reference or something? Because I I, I can't tell you how many people <laughs> flipped out over that. It was, it, it that was scene. a
3: reference like, okay. Going back to the comics because of their mutual hatred for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the Eddie and the and this kind of goes back to what you were mentioned earlier about how Eddie and the Symbiote seem to work well together in the comics, it's because they both hate Spider-Man so much. The symbiote feels rejected by Spider-Man. Eddie thinks Spider-Man ruined his life. And because the symbiote feeds off of negative emotions when they come together, Eddie's got negative emotion for days towards Spider-Man. The symbiote hates Spider-Man because they feel rejected. And so they're, they bond almost immediately. Eddie refers to himself as "we" whenever he talks about it. So the phrase "we are Venom", we are venom is 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 from that line. You really don't get that a whole lot in the movie because Eddie and the symbiote are talking to each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. In the in the comics, they're so perfectly put together that they speak almost as one person. He says "we." He he refers to himself plurally but it's not like you've got Eddie talking and the symbiote talking. They're as one being. So it's almost like they're speaking in the royal we. So in the comics, they actually achieve symbiosis almost immediately because they both hate Spider-Man so much. So the reason the, the people went crazy is because that's that's a line straight out of
1: the comics. He says, we are Venom. Okay, that makes sense. Bop, because- bop, 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 bop. <laughs> Yeah, visaya I said, when I first watched this in the theater... The entire audience just like lost their mind. They were screaming. They were roaring. I'm like, I don't understand. Why is everyone flipping out of their minds right now?
2: <laughs> I just broke. I just broke Branson. <laughs> we are Venom! Ba,
1: ba, 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 ba. Uh, okay. now i get <laughs> it. Clever. Nice. <laughs> I'll be back in
2: a second. Hang on. <laughs> this reminds me of a night of playing games at your house dallas i know right
3: oh. <laughs> we sing songs about that night <laughs> oh, lord
1: and what was that that was the final credit right the um the, the um carnage the carnage with this yes mm-hmm. super what that was the carrot credit, top wig final that he was wearing
0: all right so i yeah. I don't know if we should go into this but i did not care how many of you guys have seen
3: the second in a movie i, I have I watched, I like, the first 45 minutes or so, and okay. I, I couldn't finish it. I, and you
1: know what? I'm just telling you, for some reason, that movie was inside this dumpster. I just didn't want to pull it out because I wasn't sure when we should, <laughs> but it's in there. We have to I it haven't watched
2: I haven't watched it yet. Please don't talk
1: about it. I'll, the only thing I'm going to mention is this. I didn't, so there's a scene that happens inside the movie <laughs> where it... <laughs>
0: I didn't care for the fact that the... Uh, they changed Cletus's hair. Like it was just so random. Like his like his hair was comic book accurate in the first movie, and in the second movie it just wasn't at all. Yeah,
3: that might have been because it was very obviously a wig. It was comic yeah. book accurate, <laughs> but it was obviously fake.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, but still, it was kind of annoying to me. So I liked the, the 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 introduction, Cletus. I thought that was that was a good teaser. That was a great segue to the second movie, but it was also a great um, because it, that's when you say Venom. People think about carnage. That's that has to happen. It's. Yeah. I know that you would prefer if it was like a teaser to Peter Parker somewhere, but um, we get that though. We get that technically yes, I'm happy. in the in the post credit scene,
1: right? I'm talking about the, the very last scene of this film,
0: the the post credit after after the credits all end. Crap, did you watch it? the
1: post credit? Did you guys walk I, out? I, the theater I did. But I, my, my 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 brain went. F-
0: what was it? What? At the very end, it says. Elsewhere's in
3: another universe.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was like Oh my goodness. That was like the world's longest post-credit. It was like what four minutes long?
3: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was essentially a trailer for Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Yes, right? it, it was. was. Which it was, was like- a whole it was a whole scene from the Into the Spider-Verse, which I love that movie.
2: Yes. I didn't stay for any of the post-credit stuff, mid-credit, post-credit stuff. So. Yeah, it was even like three hours long. Why eat. you took off so fast? You didn't drink that much soda. Uh well, you know, I was happy and I because it's not right. a, an actual Marvel movie. I didn't expect ad, ad, there ad, to be.
0: Yeah. Admit it. You have TCBS. Uh,
2: okay. I was kind of wondering why you took off so fast. So. And I had, a, I had to order a new taco machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you keep <laughs> throwing that freaking thing off in space for,
2: I don't know. Well, I don't, you what know what's your what problem if, with tacos? And I have no problem with tacos. I love tacos. I could eat tacos every day, all day for the rest of my life. I blame Glick's. Because she is against me in everything I do. So I'm
0: sorry. Uh, we can re-roll the tape if you'd like, but I clearly remember the words Glicks launched into space coming no. out of your mouth last week.
2: No, I said hacks. 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 I'm sorry.
0: Hacks launched into space. So it last wasn't Glicks. week
2: last 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 episode, yes. That was mine. This this current episode, no. That was Glicks. I pushed the I pushed the beam him up button and we, we wanted the on the machine. other side
3: of the room from where you were wait no, a second no, no. Is, is glicks calling me fat is Glix saying that there is not enough room for the taco machine and me right now i'm
2: saying see, gl- see glicks is a horrible horrible person
3: <laughs> i I'm I'm, I'm I'm a
2: little
1: offended here i think I you're taking yeah, this way too personal john because you know i know i discovered your little secret escape and we boarded that up okay <laughs> that way you wouldn't escape but launching the taco machines our source of food is unnecessary mate okay you don't have to keep doing that bro they (laughs) still have the they still we still have the tofu machine i don't eat freaking tofu who eats tofu here i do yeah you're from freaking washington that's why
3: and (laughs) just like that scenes from doug come to mind it's Quail Man. Wasn't that any-
1: to fine, final movie in the dumpster too? Any final
0: final thoughts on the film before we give our rating?
2: All I have left in me is the final rating, man.
0: Yeah, I want to give one last thought. I appreciated the final fight scene between Venom and Riot mm-hmm. because of the um, fluidity of the symbiotes um and this is a bit of a spoiler for the third movie for the second movie i was missing that fluidity in the second movie with carnage um but i i thought it was a fun fight scene
1: it was kind of cool to me i kind of wish it would have made it a bit more i don't know there was so, there was something missing about the fight scene for me that was just and it felt didn't gave me that all like oh my goodness this is awesome it just felt like yeah there you go I mean, I, I like I like it when they fight. because I wish it was more fighting inside, but mm-hmm. when they had the fighting, things like oh, you could did better. It's another. I mean, video games do better than this. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of with
2: Kevin. I didn't get the sense of awe from mm-hmm. that fight scene. So I, again, I agree with Kevin on this one.
3: I, I I thought it was cool that one part of the fight where Eddie and Evil Jeff Bezos are punching each other while the symbiote <laughs> oh is God. swirling yeah, around them. you know but i think my issue with the the fight scene is hearkening back to the 90s spider-man cartoon the way spider-man beats venom in that cartoon is he lures venom to a rocket launch and -hmm. the roar of the rockets of the rocket launch separate eddie from the venom symbiote and that's how he beats him right so to see two symbiotes fighting near a rocket that's about to fire off and symbiotes aren't separating it was like well, surely that's a really loud noise that he's next to, right. and well, I he's think completely the, the, unaffected.
0: The I think the thought process was a proximity of it to the actual rocket itself and the flame. Because when he when he fell from it, that's when he separated from
3: Medi. That's true. That's true. Okay, yeah, I'll get. I'll give you that. I'll give I you just
1: that. realized what this movie could use more of: the neon lights from Godzilla versus Kong. They could have <laughs> used more neon lights. I haven't watched it. Please don't spoil it for me. And it or, can
2: use the, and it. What? what? Huh? He hasn't you haven't seen Godzilla the, film? I haven't seen
1: Kong versus Godzilla. Well, you've seen the trailer. So the shows in the trailers, if you haven't seen trailers. Neolites I haven't seen the trailers. <laughs> everywhere. Really? Okay.
3: Yeah, It was in the, the posters. Were... I totally thought you were going to say it needed more cowbell.
1: I was trying to go there, but. We could use more cowbell, too. And <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Let's, let's go ahead and rate this
1: thing. We could <laughs> use a rave party in this movie, too
2: all right we're, we're getting up to Scrooge levels of uh we of, are uh recording time here guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right branson since you are the uh, the guest today you have the honors what is your rating for the bottom shelf now let's john explain for us what are the ratings for branson remind <laughs> him.
2: Well, Dallas, uh, we have four ratings here on the uh, rating section. We have the top shelf when we can't understand why this was declared as a terrible movie. Uh, And we think that it is a fantastic movie and we would introduce other people to it. Middle shelf is we can sort of understand why people disliked it. However, we personally enjoyed it and might show it to the right people. Bottom shelf is yes, this is a bad movie, but it's a bad movie that I don't mind owning, and maybe I'll watch it once every other year or so. Uh, it has some validity to it. And then there's a the dumpster fire, which is something that was subjected to humanity that nobody should ever experience. <laughs>
0: All <laughs> right. So with those in mind, Mister Boykin, Mac Daddy Boykin, oh wow, he- what hetero is-
2: husband number two. <laughs>
0: what is your rating?
4: Uh
3: I'm going to have to go with I'm going to have to go with bottom shelf just shy of middle shelf. I think a lot of the issues I have with the movie really stem from my personal connection with the source material more okay. so than the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Uh so I don't want to give it too much of a negative rating on that, but just for me personally I feel like, as I've said before, if you take Spider-Man out of Venom's origin, you take out a facet of the character that I feel like is kind of vital to that character. Mm-hmm. Now, if if I had no knowledge of Venom walking into the movie, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it like technically bottom shelf, but just shy of. You know, we've had a couple shelf. movies that did
0: that in the past, so I respect that. That's good. Good. Uh, Mr. Burnham, what is your rating, sir?
2: You should ask for me last. I don't know why you would ask for Okay, me John, what's your yeah. rating? <laughs> okay, for, first of all, now that we've made that connection to with the villain and Jeff Bezos, <laughs> I really want to end this episode with the Bo Burnham song. <laughs> what? Born in 1964, CEO, entrepreneur, <laughs> it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's, it's just going through my head now. Um, I, uh, you okay there, Kevin? Someone you, you're giggling like someone just tickled your lucky charms. You broke the Irishman line.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, mate, Sorry. <laughs>
2: uh, for me, uh, I walked into it with the same my with the with my new terrible movie mentality. I had fun with it. There were problems with it, but I had the fun I had with this movie outweighed the problems. I'm I'm going to give it a top shelf. I wow. bought it I, it. I bought it on because I, I watched it for free. And then after I watched it, it was strong enough not only for me to buy the movie itself, but I bought the sequel with it. So, you know, it, it, it was strong enough to make me buy another movie sight unseen. So yeah, top shelf. All right. cool well, beans hmm you still want to go last kevin
1: yeah i'll go i'll go last all
2: right he wants to ruin everything for me is what he wants <laughs> to do
0: so for me um being a comic book fan i understand branson's point of view i understand why he would have these uh, going into it and honestly that's exactly what i was, I was talking about front end it was it was like when we all went into watching Last airbender is we have we have a deep connection there were things that were robbed from it whereas this one um I have connections to Venom. I I read Venom. I have the uh, I have the the first set of Lethal Protector actually in a closet somewhere here. Um, but was I entertained? Yes, a lot. Like I laughed at the jokes. The 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 like a turd in the wind. Like I laughed <laughs> at that. That was funny. <laughs> you know, they reminded me of the uh, the to the pain scene in the Princess Bride. Um, I. I'm gonna put a top shelf. I'm putting it up there. <laughs> Kevin? Uh it's up to you to either change our minds or something. I don't know, man. What you got, bud?
1: Um, okay. I need I I, need, I probably need to discuss what we think what considers a true top shelf because and bottom shelf and so forth. Um, as you guys know, as long as I've been on this podcast, I have not put anything. On a middle or a top shelf, correct. Right. At all, I'm I'm more than happy to burn movies. I, I love burning and throwing things in dumpsters, and I love That's one of my favorite episodes
0: of your of your YouTube channel, by the way. When you burned yeah. the fog, one of my favorite I, I... episodes.
2: <laughs> yes. Now is this the new fog or the old fog?
0: The new one. The new one.
2: Uh, oh yeah, that one needs to be burnt. Yeah, yeah.
0: he literally put it in his grill and lit it on fire on on the camera.
1: I approve of this action, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Grantfully appreciate it. And. You know, for things, it has to has to have a click to it. it has, something has to be coherent, and it has to actually be invested 100% for me to put it on the top shelf. I wasn't invested 100% because there were – um I don't mind plot holes in films. I know it's expected and so forth. This one just had a bit too much, and there was a lot, a lot of things that wasn't explained. But at the same time, I was entertained. I did have fun with it, and then there was lots of parts I laughed and so forth. Was it cheeky? Yeah. Cheesy? Sure. And something um, I can't say is pure rubbish. Like no one should ever see it. I think someone should at least see it once. And if you have, if you're a diehard comic book fan, I can see people throwing this in a fire and putting on bottom shelf. i I'm personally would first time for me putting them in the middle shelf because oh, wow. it's something I wouldn't mind showing to people just to show how crazy Tom Hardy can be and he can yeah, as much as a top A list actor he is. He did a Nicolas Cage on this, and he showed how he overacted in scenes for the very first time when he introduced to Dr. Um, Evil Jeff Bezos when he was talking to him in the interview. It was just Born so in funny. 1964, <laughs> CEO, of <it's>
2: it, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos.
1: It, that, no, no, those certain scenes were fun. The f- scenes that weren't fun was watching him fight in the dark. I, um, I loved when he showed this full suit because I'm like, that's what everyone wanted to see in Venom. Even if you're not a fan of Venom, you want to see a suit. We got to see the suit. We got to see certain things. It's just it's far from a top shelf, not quite, but it's middle shelf. I know it's just like an unanimous top shelf. So I guess. No, because
2: no Branson put it on a bottom shelf. So we got a spread. So I think this one's gonna go <laughs> out to the this one's gonna go out to the Facebook.
0: Right, we can now technically if that's the case, it's two to it's two votes for top shelf. we we've not been in this situation before yet. We need to figure that. What's two two votes for top shelf, one vote for middle shelf, one vote for bottom.
3: We uh, have majority rule.
2: Yeah, but it, the thing is, is we only have a fifty percent on on the vote here. Okay, so to, I, to be fair, know,
3: I I was just shy of middle shelf. It was it yeah, was,
2: but I'm not going to ask you to change your vote. Just <laughs> you can go ahead and change status. it. That's cool. We're it's not rushing. Okay.
0: <laughs> Russian, okay? like a uh, Russian. <laughs> all right. So in the devoted geek life, we'll post up a, a poll of asking people top, bottom, or dumpster fire, and we will numerically add those numbers to our votes. And um, so at the end of this episode, uh, Glicks will come back, sorry, John, and tell us the actual final rating of the movie for us.
2: All right. Hmm. Uh, Real quick, before we go to the weak connections, uh, there was something I forgot to say when we were talking about the movie that I just now remembered. The funniest line of this movie, the funniest line of this movie, and I died laughing about it, was when she gives the symbiote back to uh oh, yeah, Eddie yeah, Brock. Yeah. She <laughs> goes, I think I just ate that guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So so yeah. Just wanted to put that out there because I would I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice by not mentioning that.
0: I feel like I'm incepting something, because like I could have sworn that there was a there was a scene where, like, Hardy is like vomiting up the head, vomiting because he ate somebody's head. But that didn't happen in this movie. But I swear, I he, he that.
3: vomits because he ate raw old chicken. Maybe but that's what the, it was.
1: Yes, yeah. in the trash can because he was throwing all kinds of food inside the system because I guess he was trying to con um, the the symbiote have, was hungry. Yes, and yeah. it was trying to the connect with his feeding. body form. So yeah,
4: that all right,
2: let's, it. Let's swing on over to the weak connections and see what we can pull out of this that is beneficial.
4: This is a weak Connection.
2: I have to ask, was th- is that Carlos singing on there? That's Matt. That's Matt? That's Matt. I've always been picturing it as Carlos doing that. Nope, that's a big old Mexican. Oh. Well, hello, Matt. You probably don't <laughs> listen to the show, but- He does uh, not. We, appreci- <laughs> we appreciate your contribution to this show.
0: <laughs> yep, that's Mateo so all right welcome to the week connection um weak connection is a segment of the show where we are shamelessly robbing uh from our shamelessly robbing from our friends over at uh playing our <laughs> playing games with strangers and aliens
2: <laughs> uh actually we're not robbing because i did ask ben's permission to use that title before okay. we started using it so good story
0: so but we rob
1: the holy spirit so <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we talk about some weak connections some spiritual aspects of the movies that we watch, and sometimes they're they're insightful sometimes it's oh, it's a weak connection uh so uh, it's kind of a round table conversation aspect of it uh, for me one of the things that i kind of gleaned from this was the the relationship between eddie and venom himself uh, again you see on the front end we talked about that uh the beginning of the movie Venom's like i'm going to eat everybody's head and and you're gonna do exactly what i say but towards the end you have this like this bromance this friendship taking place and what it was is that Venom found community. He found somebody of like mind. And Eddie was able to show him a different aspect of the world. Venom being a uh, being a loser, uh, self-proclaimed loser on his own planet and growing up in an environment of hate and anger and just we're going to eat everything, uh, mostly chicken heads. Um, he um, was that way. But meeting Eddie changed his mindset. And there are people in our lives that are, there are, very angry they're going through stuff and a lot of it is stemming from a place of, of terrible environments and all it is is they're looking for they need somebody the seven their life and go hey let me just change your perspective let me change the way that you see things and do things and that's something that we're all called to do is to help change the view and perspective of those around us to see things better to see see that there's hope see that there's life um this show is an extension of geek devotions and our whole thing is just letting people know loves. And a lot of times this is changing your perspective and understanding that life may suck, but you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. And because you are alone at the moment, does that mean you have to be angry and lash out at other people? There's hope. and But in order for that to happen is we have to be carriers of hope. We have to be willing to reach out to other people who maybe they're slimy looking and eat, eat people's heads. I mean, um, that's weird. If you do that, We should have conversations, but we want to love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we connection for us.
2: I have one this week. Mm -hmm. I sometimes I most of the time don't, but I had one hit me at the beginning of the show and I need to go where the spirit leads me. Do it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, this movie is kind of an allegory. You know, Eddie Brock, if from the beginning of the movie, he wanted to do he wanted to expose the evils of this world. Uh, he, he saw evil in this world. He was using his show as a platform to expose it. Granted it was for his own self promotion, but even after the fact, you know, he, there was a part of him that wanted to overcome the evil in the world, uh, by exposing it. Uh, but he did not have the capacity to beat it until he had to receive external help, uh, into his life in order to overcome what he, you know, the things that were going on. And I would like to bring in some scripture with first John four, four, and it says, little children, you are from God, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. Uh, So he needed to have something within him in order to overcome the uh, Jeff Bezos of the world. (laughs) <laughs> I like it, I like it
1: very nice alright, Kevin, you got anything? Uh, I don't have anything to wa- I know Jeff Beatles in this movie had a weak connection, and he, <laughs> he was bad theology <laughs> <laughs> there, Bryce, there, is, you?
3: There, there is one moment where, uh, it's towards the end, right before the, the final fight, where Eddie and Venom finally are, are working well together, they're going to fight Riot, and Eddie's asking Venom, "What what chance do we have to actually beat this guy?" And Venom basically says, "There's no way. I mean, we're 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 gonna get our butts kicked." And uh, Eddie says the, the one big cuss word in, in the in the film, but he says, "Okay, right. let's go save the world." You right. know that whole concept of there's no way we're gonna win, but we're gonna go do it anyway because it's what you're supposed to do. That you know. Courage in the face of adversity, I think, is something that that we see a lot in Scripture and that we live a lot in the Christian life. You know, uh, a lot of David versus Goliath moments where we go up against odds that we're not supposed to survive, that we're not supposed to overcome. And yet, through God's help and through God's purposes, we do. And so that was a, a, a heroic moment and I think an inspiration that no matter how big the evil is that we face, whether it's depression, anxiety, sin, gooey alien monsters trying to take over the world, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you, you do what God calls you to do. You do what's right because it's right. It's not a question of, oh, well, I won't be successful. It's a question of what is right. What do I need to go do? And, and so I, I appreciate that moment and that and the lesson that it teaches, that it's not about how big the enemy is. It's about hmm. how big our God is.
0: Yeah, it's great. Love it. All right. Well, that's our week connection. Love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your guys' thoughts on on uh, on this movie. Do you like it? For you, is it a top shelf, middle shelf, or bottom shelf? Uh, you'll find out our, our our final rating, including the thoughts from the amazing folks of the devoted geek life, which is a Facebook group connected to the Geek Devotions. Um, and uh, at the end of this episode. Um, Branson, how are can... we just
2: doing the Facebook group, or are we going to have the uh, Discord on there as well? Because there's uh, some people on the Discord that aren't on the Facebook. You know,
0: that's a great idea. We'll add it to the Discord. So, I uh, will make that happen. So, um, yeah. So we'll add all I'll let in. Uh Branson, uh, if you could, let people know uh, what you do and how they can get a hold of you if they want to.
3: Alrighty. Uh, I have the distinct pleasure of being a comic book reviewer for Geek Devotions. My little Corner of Com Talk is Bees Views and Reviews. It's where I promote faith-based, family-friendly comics and the creators that make them. Um, and uh, I've actually had a really cool opportunity to interview a lot of content creators here lately. So my past few episodes have been with the actual creators, so I've been able to promote them and not just their stuff. Um, awesome. Has, uh,
2: Jeff, has Jeff put you in contact with Mike Barons yet?
3: Not uh, particularly, but I have listened to a few of his shows, and we're Facebook friends now. So.
2: Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Moving up yeah. the world.
3: But I have, I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed being able to uh, to follow along with them. But uh, if you have a family-friendly or faith-based comic that you would like promoted, whether it's one that you yourself have written or someone that you know of that's written or one that you just really, really liked, you can email me, branson.boykin at gmail.com. Send that my way. Or you can also uh contact uh Dallas through Geek Devotion so he can pass this stuff along to me. But that's that's kind of my thing.
2: He also takes requests on the uh Geek Devotions uh Discord. That's how Yes, I... yes,
3: thank you. I always forget about Discord. I take requests on Discord as well.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, actually that's, that's... one of
3: the one of the reviews I did was recommended by John himself when I did uh
1: Time Flies. Yep. So
0: very cool. Kevin, what do you do and how can people connect with you?
1: Thank you for private messaging me certain things. <laughs> Cause I'm trying not to laugh. You're welcome. <clears throat> um, if I if you wish to see me, and if you wish to whatever, um, I'm on YouTube. He, he's I'm a in... very sexy man too. You should see him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am jealous of both your beards. You can grow them
3: rather quite dapper.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Grantly <laughs> really appreciate it. Speaking of dapper, you can see me more dapper on YouTube, and you can see him on Instagram. I am also um sometimes if I feel like a good mood, I'll give something to geek devotions to put a review on. And if you wish to see other movie reviews, because you don't like to listen to my voice or watch a video, I have, I'm also on letterbox. So you could follow me there. Cool.
0: Links in the description down below. John, do you have your, uh, your master link available for everybody to connect to the 5,000 projects you do?
2: Just see the links below. <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I just can't.
1: Maserine! Pick, one. Maserine!
2: Pick one, one thing to promote today. Oh, I'm always going to promote playing games with strangers. I <laughs> playing always. games. With strangers. No, really? Like only fifteen
1: times? You know,
3: there's no danger, so come on in. You are friends playing games with strangers. Yes. <laughs> I cannot help so, myself. I do a drum solo in the air every time I hear that song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go check that out. Cool beans.
0: And uh, I'm Dallas with Geek Devotions And uh, if you want to connect with me Just check out geekdevotions.com Or find Geek Devotions on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, And TikTok And uh, just look for Geek Devotions We're trying to make it really easy for you guys to find us And uh, like we said in the front of the show The whole point of this show We, we talk about terrible movies And we have fun We may raz each other a little bit But our whole point is to let people know we the love they're cared for So if you made it this far, congratulations But we love you, <laughs> we care about you Don't give up So, um
2: you know what is
1: else we're, we're on?
0: Huh? We're
2: not on Google. Just figure i say that. Oh,
0: yeah. We're not on Google. <laughs> Be made from so we, d- we,
2: we do rely on your word of mouth. Recommend us to a friend, please. Yes. Like, click, subscribe, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. And, so.
0: and tell you what, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And when you do, we'll read it on air at the beginning of the show.
1: And if you want, you know, this has come from me. the i Man just if you're a family friend or whatever, just snatch their phone, subscribe, just hit there. And it's like, Oh wait, wait why, why am I subscribed to this? We want to listen to this. See, boom, easy free promotion right there. Especially with it. <laughs> maybe with having a family of 12. You can, you can do it. You can do it.
2: Actually, <laughs> actually, if somebody, if somebody writes in with a story about how they gorilla subscribed on somebody else's phone, I will read that on the air. Please I, do. Yeah.
0: But tell the story. Like tell us, like yeah, how, tell the whole story, like make it entertaining. It will be a whole episode all of its own, probably. <laughs> all right, guys. So until next time, stay, stay devoted. devoted.
1: Peace, Peace love. and
3: love.
4: Peace and love. Final results from our poll in the Devoted Geek Life Facebook group. The official rating of the 2018 film, Venom is Middle Shelf. Thank you to everyone who voted and for those who have listened to this episode. Stay connected with the Bottom Shelf by following our Instagram and Facebook. Simply search for the Bottom Shelf Podcast. End communication in 3, 2, 1, wait. Wait. Why is there yet another Torco machine floating out here? Shut up, Glicks!